Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in High Fidelity. Welcome to the Along Came a Writer Network. Opinions expressed in our shows do not necessarily reflect those of the network. Welcome to Down Publishing Lane with Margie Lane Klubine, Executive Director of Write Integrity Press. I wish I knew how to fade that music, but I just don't yet. However, I am going to learn how. Um, I am so excited to be here. This is my very first show, and I'm so glad that you've joined me here as well. If you're listening live and you have a question about writing or publishing and all that goes on with it, then give me a call at 516-453-5123. Now, if you aren't live, that's okay. If you're listening to the rebroadcast on iTunes, and by the way, we do rebroadcast on iTunes. If you're listening on iTunes, you can still ask your questions. You're not left out in the cold. Email me at downpublishinglane at gmail.com. Now, remember that lane is L-A-I-N-E. So it's downpublishinglane at gmail.com. Now, I tell you, this path to publishing isn't an easy one, but then that's where the commitment and determination kick in, right? Especially in the current atmosphere of the writing world. Authors have to be ingenious and patient and downright courageous to get noticed and get their books into the hands of readers. Now, I grew up believing that an author was, well, thanks to Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote, a float-along, easygoing occupation of celebrity, well, once the writing was done. And that, of course, was completed in total isolation. But that, that couldn't be further from the truth. Writing today is done with partners. It's done with critique groups. It's done with all kinds of helpers and uh, and and people that teachers and and uh, instructors and podcasts and websites and blogs, all kinds of things to help writers become the best they can be and make their writing better, as well as helping other people make their writing better. It's certainly not an isolated occupation at all. And then the marketing and promoting of it. That has just continued to be a challenge to authors, no matter what type of publishing they have enjoyed. All authors today have to have the mindset of stepping outside of their comfort zones. And that's what we're going to be discussing each month. Now, Down Publishing Lane is going to be the first Tuesday of every month at 7 p.m. And so I really hope that you'll join us. Um, Tonight, I have a special guest that I'm going to be chatting with, but before I introduce her, I want to say hi to a special caller. Linda Kozar is the founder of Along Came a Rider, and that's the parent of my show. Hello, Linda. Hi. Linda, are you there? Oh, there you are. You are there. (laughs) And I'm thrilled to be here on your very first show, on your, you know, kind of your launching your first show on the network. (sighs) It's just so thrilling. Well, and I am excited about it, too. And your help has been incredibly invaluable up to the last, oh, I don't know, five seconds before we went on the air. (laughs) (laughs) Well, learning the technicalities, that that is definitely a skill set. But 
I'm on my seventh year now, so <laughs> so I have a little time on you. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you do. And I'm so glad you are here to hold my hand through this very first time. <laughs> so we're talking publishing, Linda. You're published. Yes. 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 I mean, um, it, uh, in fact, you're a fellow yeah, well, Your my fellow first contract sister. came through yeah. Barber and, and uh-huh. Howard, Howard, Simon and Schuster. Um, and I've had um, work for hires, Creative Women Mysteries. Um, Ooh. And that's that was really fun. It's it's um, they do all these series, and they're really a company that's uh, they put out all the knitting supplies and all these. Uh, all these craft supplies and they, I guess they had this idea for marketing and they, they put out a book series that incorporate their product. How cool. <laughs> so I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so anyway, and what would, what would your favorite bit of advice be to somebody that wants to become a published author? Um, work hard and pray harder. That's my best advice. And, and, you know, um, and really give it to God because you can want something so badly that you forget about the important things in life, you know, like Mm. your family. (laughs) I mean, you can be so focused on, on your goal that, that you really do forget what's important. If God wants you there, if he wants to get you published, he's going to make a way. You just have to do the work. That is brilliant advice. I was about to ask you for advice for me on my debut, but right there is a, a big piece of advice. <laughs> Work hard and well, pray harder. the hard way. <laughs> so, okay, so think, do you have any advice for me on my debut? <laughs> um, I think just just have fun with it. Just, I mean, I've enjoyed chatting with so many different people, learning about their lives, how they got started publishing, um, you know, what motivated them to write in the first place and, or their life story. I I mean, I have learned so much about so many authors and, and how they got started authors and editors and, and agents and, you know, um, just a variety of people. And, and I just think it's a wonderful journey and you're going to enjoy being a part of that, you know, learning about them and and sharing those stories with the world. Oh, thank you. That I I am already getting a kick out of this, and I'm, my butterflies are already starting to disperse a little bit. Hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again for holding my hand and hang out, hang out, holler in if you have some some things to add, and we'll be chatting with you in a little bit. Um. Remember, if you're on, if you are live and listening to us, you can call in at 516-453-5123 to ask any of your publishing questions in person. But I have to tell you, I've actually gotten a publishing question um, from someone. Well, let me tell you, his name is David Lee Humphreys, and he says, I am currently an indie. Being as I'm unfamiliar with mainstream, my question is, what kind of time frame do you generally give an author to complete a book? That is a really good question. Well, I, I can tell you this much. David's going to receive a free copy of a book just for sending me a question. And because I really appreciate him doing that. Um, 
but his question is really good. How much time does an author get to complete a book? I would say that first, if you're a first time author, you really need to have when you send a query to the publisher, you really need to have that book completed. Um, not that not that the query isn't necessary and not that the proposal isn't necessary. Of course it is. But a publisher wants to see that you can actually complete the work. And so as a first time author, you're going to want to have you're going to want to be able to prove it to them. So go ahead and be patient with that um, proposal. Be patient with that query and finish the book um, for series. If you if you have the first book finished and you give it and turn it in to a publisher and you have several other books also that go along with the series, I, I know for me, we're small enough publishing company that I can afford to be flexible. I usually try and publish between eight months and 12 months of when I, uh, of when the, the book before it was published, because I don't want readers to forget what they're reading. And you don't either as authors, even if you're doing independent publishing, you don't want the readers to forget what they've read if you have a series. So you're going to want to keep that writing going. Um, you'll want to publish between eight, actually between six and 12 months from the earliest, the earlier book, but I give a little leeway. So I try and do between eight and 12 months. Um, and I think for most folks, they can finish a book in a year. Um, if, if they're determined to be a writer, if they're committed to the career of writing and not just wanting to write a book, if you want to write a book, oh my goodness, that's awesome. And there are all kinds of opportunities for you. But if you're serious about a career in writing, that's different. And that's where you want to be able to um, continue writing and, and find a, a, an avenue of publishing that fits what you want to be able to do and your writing. Um, okay, so that was my question. I'm so excited. Thank you, David Lee Humphreys. And David Lee Humphreys is going to get a copy of a book. And I'm not sure which book right now, but I'm going to handpick it for him because I'm going to find out what kind of books he likes and handpick it for him. Um, I do have a special guest tonight. And my special guest is also one of our newest writers um, at Write Integrity Press. Um, Picks and Pins is one of our imprints. It's our nonfiction and children's book imprint. And our guest tonight, Shirley Crowder, has just put out her very first book with Picks and Pins Publishing. And so let me tell you a little bit about Shirley. She was born in Nigeria, West Africa, where her parents served as missionaries. Now, she is passionate about disciple making. And she does this through a myriad of ministry opportunities. I can't wait for her to share all of those with you. She's a biblical counselor. She's a co-host. Boy, does she have radio experience. She's a co-host of a program called Think on These Things. And it's a Birmingham, Alabama radio and TV program for women. And by the way, you can find links to her programs, the Think on These Things programs. You can find links for those on her blog, which is www.throughthelensofscripture.com. And now there are no spaces in Through the Lens of Scripture. So it's www.throughthelensofscripture.com. Um, Shirley is also commissioned by, and she serves on the national advisory team for the Addiction Connection. 
She's co-authored a couple of books. She has several articles which have appeared in the Gadsden Times in their faith section paper pulpit. Um, today, her newest book, okay, let me tell you about the newest book. Her newest book is called A Study Guide on Prayer, and it was released by Picks and Pins Publishing. Um, I'm so excited about this book, and I'm so excited to welcome you. Welcome, Shirley. I'm so glad to be here with both of you and just to talk about what God's doing in all of our lives, which is what we're concerned about. Um, and it's a good area of publishing. I'm having a little bit of trouble hearing you. Um, so make okay. sure that you're really close to your microphone. Oh, there, there. Okay. You're close now. Now I can really hear right. you. I'm eating so, it now. Oh, so you good. set me up for failure, but you set me up for failure saying that I was doing the other program because, see, I have a guy that makes me look and sound good on that <laughs> one. So <laughs> it's not me trying oh. to figure it out. <laughs> Surely I wish I had a guy right now. <laughs> I am not looking yep. and sounding good. So that that is so good, but you are an old hand. When did you start doing your your radio program? Uh, in August of 2014, uh, Lady Charlotte Thornton, whom I got to know through a biblical counseling ministry, um, she and I were biblical counseling partners, uh, is at a church here in Birmingham, Alabama, and an opening came up for a program, and I left town. I moved out of town for eight months, and so she and one of my teachers did the program, and when I came back, she wanted to do a 12-week series on holiness, and I haven't left. <laughs> so be careful what oh guests my gosh. you invite, <laughs> Be careful what guests I invite. So, okay, let me, you cut out a little bit, so I want to check on it. Okay. You left for eight months. Is that what you said? Right, I, right. I moved out of town for a, a little, what I call a temporary assignment by God, and uh, uh -huh. moved back to Birmingham. When I moved back to Birmingham, then she invited me to be a part of the program. Oh, my gosh. And you did eight weeks in holiness. Is that what you said? Twelve weeks. Twelve mm -hmm. weeks. Twelve oh, my weeks. gosh. I bet, yes. that, I bet that was a wonderful <laughs> series. And well, then you just stayed. Was, right. And I wouldn't go. So uh, she's very <laughs> gracious, and the church is very gracious um, to allow me to keep being a guest and co-hosting with my dear friend and sister in Christ. And uh, it's, it's just a pleasure. And um, actually, in my mind, I already have Margie scheduled for an upcoming couple of programs. So um, <laughs> y'all be watching out for that introduction at some point. Um, but Margie, I did, I did want to speak just a little bit about, you know, some of the things that you said uh, be a little different, like all writers are. Uh, uh, yeah. I have a little... I have a little plaque that says I'm unique, just like everyone else. Uh, but my, my passion really is disciple making. And so uh, that may be playing the piano for a worship service or teaching a senior adult Sunday school class or biblical counseling or whatever. And uh, what, what I'm doing my best to do is to be obedient to God's command to make disciple makers. 
in whatever wherever I, I am. I love that. And, I love that. And mm -hmm. and o obedience. I, I'm actually going to talk about the word that we have for the year. Obedience was your word, wasn't it? Exactly. It is. And so that's why you know Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Um, most of the time we don't start with 18 with the Great Commission, but that's where Jesus says all authority has been given to me. And so he's given us that same authority that he gave the disciples to tell others about him. And the way that I like to say that particular verse um, in explaining it about some of the old, now I'm older than you are, I know, Margie. I don't know Linda, so I don't know. But I did my memorizing in the King James. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go ye therefore, go ye therefore. But really what those verses are saying is that for you, Margie, as you go about doing the things God has called you to do, you're a wife, you're a mother, you're a homeschool teacher, you're a children's choir director, you're a publisher, you're a radio host, what million other things that you do. But whatever it is you're doing, make disciple makers. Be like Jesus in that he lived his life showing others how to live their lives. Wow. I, I love that. Oh my gosh, and I love the way you interpret that scripture because you're, you know, and, and you know too much about me too, Shirley. I'm just saying, <laughs> but but I but I love how that gets so very personal in everything that we do, and going to the grocery store, in teaching our children, in riding in the car, in driving down the road. Yeah, our job is to yeah. is to be disciple makers and to show people Christ through our mm -hmm. actions. That's awesome. Exactly. That has everything to do with publishing, too, because well, in that, we're yeah. supposed to be following. Mm. And and we're supposed to be following Christ in, in, in his leading and in what, what he would have us to do. Um, it's part of what Linda was talking about and that we're not supposed to get we're not supposed to get so focused on our own personal goal that we forget the other priorities that God has put in our life and the priorities that he has for us and making disciples is, is one of our primary ones. In fact, our children, our household, that's our, our first field. Would it not be? Precisely. And I loved how she said, work hard, but pray harder. Yes. Is, is that not a great lead in to <laughs> yes. talk a little bit about how this um, study guide on prayer uh, and that's exactly what I was about to ask you. Tell yeah. me about your book. How did this come to be? Well, my lifelong friend, uh, we grew up uh, on the mission field. Or both of our parents were Southern Baptist missionaries. Uh, she wrote a wonderful book called Prayer, It's Not About You. It huh. is a wonderful book. It's wonderful. Well, as soon as I got my copy, I did what I always do when I'm reading a book. Um, I'm thinking about, is there something here that I can use to, when I teach, when I write? And to me, writing is teaching. Um, and so I started marking it up and writing scripture verses and all this kind of stuff. And then I thought, huh. I'm going to teach this to a group of ladies. So I 
one of the uh, wonderful side of benefits haha, of being my uh, friend is you get asked to do weird stuff. And so I gathered <laughs> some, of the, some of my dear friends, some ladies, and taught through the book using making up little individual guides that I give them that have the points that I want to be sure they get from their study, and then questions so that they can interact with it more. So when I finished, I pulled it all together in a document and sent it to Harriet, and um, she sent it on to you guys, and you emailed me one day and said, hey, I'm interested. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, and it has turned into it has turned into a great book. But now you've worked with with Harriet on some other things too. Y'all have done some co-authoring, right? We co-authored um, a book that was published by uh, TMP Books, uh, and uh, with your friend Tracy. And yes, Tracy, Tracy Ruckman is, is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's called Glimpses of the Savior. 30 Meditations for Thanksgiving, Christmas, and the New Year. And Harriet wrote half of the devotions. I wrote half of them. And her daughter, Kristen, did our little um, illustrations. And, oh, fun. Um, yes. And so we tell stories about Christmas and holidays in Africa and in the States. And always bringing people, our desire is, in this book and in everything that I do, is the desire is that as you're reading these devotionals and these books, that you become more aware of recognizing the glimpses of the Savior in and through everything that occurs around you. And yeah, so that, and that, that is so profound. Right. And then um, there's an, another book that I am one of 22 contributing authors. Um, it's called Paul the Counselor, Counseling and Disciple-Making Modeled by the Apostle. It's by Focus Publishing up in Bemidji, I can't ever say that, Minnesota. But I co-wrote uh-huh. a chapter with a dear friend it's on Paul and women in ministry. And so, you know, I didn't go looking to be published. I just yeah. been doing what God called me to do, and the doors are opening. Uh, and I so, can see uh, that. Yeah, so it, well, it's something so, I love. Well, so... um. As far as okay, the the chapter that you did in in Paul the Counselor, which by the way sounds just right down your alley, um, <laughs> you you co-wrote that, and that's I can understand co-writing uh, co-writing. Yeah, I can talk. I can understand co-writing <laughs> devotions um, because then it's a case. Well, okay, you do Jan- January, and I'll do December. Right. But what but what about this chapter that you did with? With Paul, the decide Paul the um, Paul wait the a minute the counselor yeah Paul the counselor right. that sounds like something different. How did you do that? Oh wait, I can't hear you. No. Okay, can you can hear you me get now? Closer? Yes, I can. Hello. Okay. Yes, I uh, can my hear dear you. friend. My- okay, my dear friend Ruth Froze up in way up in New York. 
and I co-wrote it. And what we did was we put down our bullet points about what we thought would be the important things in a chapter about Paul and women in ministry. And I know her very well. I know she and I think alike theologically. We're we we are a lot alike, except I'm a never married single woman and she's she's married and a mama and a grandmama. Oh, and so we put we just we worked by email. We had one telephone conversation but everything else was email and we just began to get all our points and then we'd say, You write this, I'll write this and then I'd add to hers and she added to mine and we just, you know, she'd say, well, don't you want to, wouldn't this sound better if it said so-and-so? And I'd go, well, no, let me tell you why. Or, oh, yeah, that does sound a lot better. Um, and just we just begin to compile it and then send it off. And the wonderful editor you know, fixed it for us. <laughs> I fixed everything for you. You know, I have to tell you, that sounds an awful lot like, um, what goes on with my critique partners and I, I have some, it, it, when I get the chance to get back to writing, which I haven't done for three months and I am actually a little cranky about that. But when I do get the chance to do some writing, um, I have a couple of, um, a couple of critique partners. And when we're meeting for lunch, we are the three amigas. When we are critiquing, it's more like the Slaughterhouse Three, uh, because we will go through and oh, that doesn't work. What were you thinking? Oh my gosh! The, no, 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 no! Start back. He sounds mean. I don't like him, and we we really want the best for each other's. Um, manuscripts even though we're working on three totally different manuscripts and we write in three totally different styles um, we want the best and because we want the best for each person's manuscript we we really have a level of trust so that I can I can really trust my partners that the advice they're going to give me I don't need to ignore it and it sounds to me like that's the kind of relationship that you had with your co-writer that that you you guys yeah. could cooperate knowing that you didn't need to ignore each other's uh, advice when it came to what to add and what not to add. Right. And um, on an interesting thing on the uh, glimpses of the Savior, I had someone read through it for theological, just overall theological correctness and, and scriptural correctness and accuracy. And there were several things that that person suggested to us that Harriet and I both were like, nah, we we don't see it that way. This is how we <clears throat> interpret that. This is what, you know, our understanding. But it did make us stop and study to be sure that what we were yeah. saying was right and correct. Um, so I think the important thing in, in writing together uh, is the same thing that's the same thing that, you and I have never met. The first time we talked was, was that October? Yeah, Sometime, I, I think, think it was. Margie? Yeah, I think it was the first part of October. But, but I, we had a good talk. We, we understood each other at the very beginning, and we've emailed back and forth. And, you know, you'll make a suggestion or I'll say, no, this isn't what I, and you're, you'll say something. I'm like, well, 
I guess she does know, you know, <laughs> or no, this is how I, you know, this is how I really want it to look. This is how I want yeah. to negotiate back and forth. And so it's, it's, it's defending what's important. You know, how, to me, how it looks is important because we're to do everything excellently. Uh-huh. Uh, it's also, it's also important that everyone who comes to read what we're writing can understand it because everyone yes. doesn't have the experience that, that you may have had or that Linda may have had or Harriet or me or whoever else, um, you know, that, that, um, that may be listening or you know, you're working with. Uh, so you need input. Now, I'm, I'm losing you. I've pride. lost you again. I lost you again, but I heard you say, I heard you say you need input and you need mm-hmm. to check your pride. Is that what I heard? Check. Exactly. Check your pride at the door. Because, there you go. Uh, this is not about being prideful. Uh, the only reason that any of us are able to put two words together and make any sense is the ability to do so and we need to do it well absolutely and you know i think that 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 has to do with that level of um of trust also with the people that the lord has put in your life you have to have a level of trust whether it be a a a, a publisher like me or whether it be an editor that you're paying or whether it be a critique partner or a or a, a writing partner of of a co-writer, you have to have that level of trust to be able then to check your pride at the door because you're right. Pride doesn't have a place in this, um, in this particular occupation. We have to listen to other people. And I was thinking as I was um, uh, driving home from the office this afternoon, I was thinking uh, about all the times that I said, this is how I really want it, Margie. <laughs> or is this okay, Margie? That I trust you. What do you think? You know, and then we talked it out. Sometimes we did what I wanted or had done originally, and sometimes we changed it. And sometimes we did something totally different from what you were thinking and what I was thinking. But and it worked. Yeah, just, it's that. It worked, and it's that openness, and you've got to be willing to to just check your pride, and you've got to know how to disagree nicely and, and, yeah. and kindly. And, um, exactly. And one of my one of my favorite things to talk about in counseling is Ephesians four fifteen, talking about truth in love. Truth is not oh. truth unless it's a hundred percent truth. And 100% love. And love uh-huh. is not love unless it's 100% love and 100% truth. And we need that. We need people who are, uh, I've got an instance in my mind of something that, that you had changed. And I said, well, I thought it was this. And you said, well, no, it's this. And I was like, okay, you're right. You know, just because I've been doing it a certain way doesn't mean it's the right way. Well, yeah, and and I I know what instance you're talking about. <laughs> I know exactly what instance you're talking about because I remember reading it and going, 
huh? <laughs> and so, and I did honestly, the same thing, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honest and true. It, it, that that particular instance could probably go either way, but I think it's going to work out the way it is. Either way, you know, you're absolutely right. It's a case of letting go and and being able to give up those little minor details and being okay mm-hmm. with it one way or the other, whether, right. whether you're on my side or whether you're on your side, it's going to be okay. Exactly. As long right. as what we're doing is with prayer and with excellence, like you said, um, okay. I, I think that there's a huge les- lesson in publishing there. We are supposed to do things with excellence. That doesn't mean we're going to be perfect. Oh my gosh. No, we are going to make mistakes. I have to tell you, I was, um, I was looking at the back of a book that was already published um, on at Right Integrity Press. It was already published, and I was looking at the back, and there was a duplicate word. And I'm like, really? On the back of the book? Tell me I didn't do this. And luckily, I got it fixed before any other copies actually went out. But I was just beside myself that I had let... A, a, a duplicate word, something that's so stupid. I mean, it is so stupid, and yet it is so done. And it's easy to make, especially when the butterflies are kicking in, it's easy to make those cons of of mistakes. But we still have to press for excellence. Um, God said, be perfect as I am perfect. He knows we're not going to reach perfection on our own, but he's, but that was put there for us to strive for it in every in every situation. Okay, wait, I can't hear you. I know you're talking. Colossians, I know you're talking. You me? Yeah, Colossians 3, Colossians 3.23 is, you whatsoever you do, do it heartily. Now, here's the next part. As yeah. unto the Lord. It doesn't say heartily because it's what Shirley wants. Uh-huh. It says, as, as unto the Lord. Well, so that's, and that's pretty cool, that, isn't it? It is pretty cool. And, and that right there is a huge lesson. It is. What we, it yeah. Is. And so, so as, as we're, you know, kind of fuging, I guess, from one point to another, um, you, you need to get to know the publisher. If there's someone that you're, you're interested in and, uh, you know, is there, they are calling you, be up front with talk to them. Let them know who you are and you find uh-huh. out who they are. And, and in doing that, you know, you just negotiate the changes. Nego- yeah, mm, I don't really think so. Um, but the bottom line oh, of all of this. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I lost you again. Okay. After doing it unto the Lord, the next thing really is you've got to be flexible. Yes, we, flexible. We had, we had a situation with um, the publication of, of, of the prayer study guide. And yep. we sit, being as patient, patiently impatient, but patient. <laughs> Patiently impatient. Um, right. And and things are going to happen. You know, people and they are. Sick. 
Now, listeners, what you don't know is that Shirley and I have been so proactive on her project. I mean, we had this manuscript turned in and approved almost two weeks ago. It was approved through the distributor. Um, And then Friday, 10 days after we'd gotten the approval, I received a message that because it is a study guide, it had to have certain other requirements that none of us knew anything about. And I, I, we had no idea. It, talk about a scramble. We had to, I, literally, everything had to change. And so the tangle hasn't quite been cleared up yet, but it's really close. And thankfully, praise the Lord, we do have the Kindle book available at Amazon. So it is uh, available for you. It is um, Study Guide on Prayer. And you can look it up um, as Study Guide on Prayer. Uh, by Shirley Crowder. Um, You don't want to buy the print copy yet. The print copy I noticed about 20 minutes before we came on air, the print copy is also available on Amazon, but it's not right yet. So don't get the print copy yet. Probably by tomorrow, the print copy will be right. Um, But it still has the wrong name on it. So go ahead and the the it's called study guide on prayer by shirley crowder and this is an outstanding study guide that you will want as you go through prayer it's not about you uh, it it is it goes so deep and it gives you a chance to really dig deep into what prayer is about from the Lord's perspective, what prayer is about according to the different scriptures, according to the Old Testament, according to the New Testament, according to Christ, according to Paul, and it calls out different uh, characters in the Bible and how they prayed and what that means to you. So you're going to want to get both of these books and study them together, I'm telling you. But I will say... Surely the devil has worked overtime to keep your study guide out of the reader's hands. If nothing else, I've learned that. Well, you know what? He's not stronger than God. So when in God's time, it'll right. all be out. Uh, but Margie, I, I did want to mention one of the things that I think that makes personally, of course, she's my friend and I love Harriet Michael and, um, uh-huh. This book, Prayer It's Not About You, um, really is, is her journal, her personal journal, from about a four-year struggle within her family, the family member. And and Harriet really just digging into Scripture from Genesis all the way through Revelation to really understand what prayer is. And oh, so, I did not know uh, that. That's cool. So yes, yeah, so what we've done then is we take we take a little more time with the study guide to not just read what these people in scripture did, but go, Okay, what about you? When's the time where you prayed something and God said no? How did oh. you respond? What you know, and so that's what we're doing in the study guide is we're taking the principles that you're learning in the book and we're saying, okay, live them out, learn to apply them. How are you doing that in your own life? 
And I know you have even places to where the the readers can go in and write their own questions about prayer and investigate. It, it digs in even deeper to uh, open up doors for them. Yeah. Right. Well, and so it's uh, journaling is is a great thing, and um, if if you use the prayer guide, study the study guide on prayer. And there's sample journal pages in the back that you can use, some suggestions for praying and keeping up with prayer. You know, when someone comes up to you and says, oh, will you pray for me? My dad is, has had a stroke, and I don't know if he's going to live. Don't just say, yes, I'll pray. Stop and pray. Yeah. I and always love it, it when people do that. Yeah, now, I don't write, write it, it down. down. See, that's, a, that's, a, that's a neat practice. I've never thought about that. If I don't write it down, uh, then it's lost. But what I, what I do is I pull out the little note feature on my phone and type it in and then I and email it to myself. So <laughs> uh, That's a good that's idea, my way too. of remembering it. Right. That's a good idea. Well, you have shared quite a lot um, about publishing just in general. And I asked Linda, so I'm going to ask you, what advice would you give to uh, someone that is writing, someone maybe that has completed a a novel or has completed um, a, a work, a Bible study or a devotional series or something about Christian living? What, what what advice would you give them about publishing at this point? What would you tell them if they said, okay, Shirley, I've got this book. And I got, I got to tell you, I've actually had people say that to me but way before I ever became a publisher. Uh, I, when they first learned that I was an author and they, well, I've got this book. And I've had a lot of people say that to me. What advice would you give them, Shirley? Well, the first thing is once you've got the book is – Put it in the hands of someone who will be brutally honest with you before you even talk to a publisher. Yeah, that level of trust again, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I I did that for someone several months ago, and um, it was a very hard process. But I think now we have something that – through some help, she's going to be able to get published. But that's the first thing. And then talk to people who, that get involved in some of the writers' groups and some of the um, conferences that you see. Talk to people who've been published. Talk to people who have written books about anything love to talk. Yeah. And write. <laughs> So just ask right. them. Most people, most people, now, you know, I'm not, the Christian writing writers, Christian authors are different from the secular ones yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, but so many, I mean, goodness, I have I have met so many, and of course, through Harriet and her, she's been involved in the Louisville Writers Group and different ones. Um, and just learning, meeting them on Facebook, talking with them, encouraging them, sending them private messages, emailing back and forth. Uh, find out what types of publishers 
are interested in what you're doing and mm-hmm. send it. Send it to them. You can go online and find out how to write a letter and how to write a, a proposal and all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, send it to them. All they, that is you know, actually they no. really Yeah, yeah, that is really good advice. What's the worst they can do? Yeah, they say they no. They say no. They could say, with a little work, it could work, or they could say, I love it. Let's go. Well, and I, I have to tell you, I got a ton of no's, and I I used to have a drawer full of no's, and then I threw them away. I'm like, no, I'm not printing these out anymore. I couldn't care less. So, no's happen. They don't work, and that's okay. You try the next person. Okay, wait a minute. I can't hear you again. Every are you book. there? Oh, there you are. Hello. Okay. Yeah, I now, got you. Every book is every book is not for every every publisher. I mean, publishers right. have different niches and different interests and different things in the mill. I mean, they may not want to do a devotional book right now because they're about to put out three more in the next six months or so. You know, and so exactly just keep so. trying. Just keep like, trying. And- and also, I liked what you said about go online and find out what they, what kind of books they do. Uh, like, Right Integrity Press is our fiction imprint, and it's also the parent company, but it's our fiction imprint. And it, uh, we do uh, Christian writing, but we also do we do Christian novels, but we also do um, clean and wholesome books. So there are some Christian novels that are technically Christian novels, but they're not clean and wholesome, and and we're just, that's not what our niche is. That's not where we publish. Um, and so, and the same thing goes with our, with our nonfiction imprint, um, Picks and Pens Publishing. We publish children's books specifically that are the evangelistic in nature. We don't just publish any children's books. We publish those children's books that are specifically evangelistic in nature. And then we publish the nonfiction like your study guide, like Harriet's prayer. Um, it's not about you. We've done devotionals. We've done um, other uh, 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 Peggy Cunningham just also put out dancing, um, dancing like bees. And that was a 31 day devotional. And so we will do those, but we don't do every kind of nonfiction. We're not going to do how-to book on how to build a house. No, that's not our thing. But we do devotionals while you're building a house. Right. Not if if that's what you want to do. Okay, so we are in a brand new year. And I also want to share, um, and you stay on the line with me, Harriet, because you have part of this. Okay. We're in a brand new year. Um, I asked all of the Right Integrity and the Picks and Pins authors what their word was for this year. Now, not everybody did, not everybody got back to me, but a lot of them did. Now, some folks do resolutions, but for the last several years, since I started writing, the Lord has given me a word for every year. And so that's what I asked for. And so I wanted to share some of our Picks and Pens authors and our Write Integrity Press authors, their words. Um, So some of these folks may sound familiar to you. Betty Thomason Owens said her word is grace. Elizabeth Noah's claimed focus. Um, Marie Wells Katu picked flexible. And then she added this cool guy emoji with um, sunglasses. And I have to say, picking picking flexible, depending on the way she meant it, I might want to see that. She might need to take a video. Um, 
Peggy Cunningham chose hope. Faye Lamb said hers is breathe. And that's probably good advice that all of us should give ourselves. Our creative director, Tracy Ruckman, has two this year. The first one on her heart is trust. And the second one is forward. And I, with those two words, I really can't wait to see what the Lord has in store for her. One of our newest authors, Dina Netherton, she also chose trust. And I, I plan to have her on the program later on this year. I can't wait to chat with her. Um, Joan Deneve chose authentic. And then she also included this scripture. And I love this scripture. Let love be without hypocrisy. That's Romans 12, 9. Um, and I just love that, that scripture. Then Fee Paradise said she was hoping her word for the year would be joy but that she thinks that the word pause has a stronger, stronger pull for her. And that goes to what we were talking about, the lesson. We have to release what Linda was saying, what you've been saying. We have to release what we want and focus on what the Lord has for us. Um, and then I have one more. Cynthia Tony. Um, she just got a, had a new release last month, and her, her word for the year is priority. Um, I wanted to tell you about my word for the year, Shirley. Last year, I chose the word intentional because I really believed that I was going to be traditionally published last year. And I wanted everything that I did online and in my writing life to be thought out and purposeful, purposeful uh, to that end. And I was published. It wasn't at all what I expected and the way I expected. In fact, lots of things happened that I did not expect. And this radio show, in fact, is one of those things. So this year, the Lord has given me a new word. Um, and he kind of sort of pulled it in from, I don't know, September. The word follow. I'm not sure what that's going to entail at this moment. But he certainly has proven that he can do exceeding abundantly more than I could ever ask or imagine. He did that at the end of last year, and I know that this year he is going to continue to make his presence known. Um, and it's like you said, when we when we are obedient, when and and my word goes along with your word, great. I'm just saying. It does. <laughs> yeah, it does. And it actually, does. the um, the the scripture that came to my mind as you were talking was. Deuteronomy 5, I can't remember if it's 32 or 33, that it says, walk in obedience to all that the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may oh. live and prosper and prolong your days in the land that you will possess. Now, it doesn't say follow, but when you walk in obedience to God, you're following God. That's what you're doing. Oh, I love that. And I'm also stinking impressed that you can remember the zip codes so easily because I never can remember the zip codes. I always have to look them up. And so the prayer that you need to pray, the scripture you need to pray this year is Psalm 119. And I'm going to have to look it up. 130, 133. Direct my footsteps according to your word. Let no sin rule over me oh my gosh okay i love that psalm 119 133 <laughs> i just wrote it down right i am right. definitely going to be praying that over me over myself to make sure that my well, that my steps are one after the other following in his footprints 
Right, right. There, there are a bunch of them. I'll email you later on and send you, you a bunch that. of them. You do that. These are all the things I'll be praying for you. I have already been, but I will be praying for you specifically. Well, and I got to tell you, listeners, you have to know, once in a while, Shirley will just up and email me and say, the Lord has you on my heart and I'm praying for you. And I'll just go, oh my gosh, God, you did that. Because it'll be at just the time when I needed some encouragement or when I needed some prayer. Oh, it is wonderful to have a prayer warrior. I, I actually have several prayer warriors, but I just have so been blessed by you as a prayer warrior, Shirley. Um, okay, we're nearing the end of our hour. I cannot believe this has already been almost an hour. Um, I but told I do you, have... I told you it would go. I told you it would go very quickly. You were right. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I do have a couple of lightning questions for you. Okay, just okay, just light stuff. Coffee or tea? Hot tea. Hot really? tea what or kind? sweet. Um, I like just English breakfast tea or real good uh-huh. sweet southern iced tea. Ooh, you like the, you like the sweet tea stuff, the southern sweet mm-hmm. tea. Huh? Oh, oh yeah. now see. <laughs> I never got into that habit. I think I'm glad too, because boy, that would pack on the pounds. Okay, so now dogs remember, and cats. Oh, what? Go ahead. Remember though, I, I was born in Nigeria, and we, there was a big British influence in Nigeria, so we had tea, proper tea time. So, I have to tell you, one tea. of my twins, my my one of the friends of my twins, uh, my twins are seniors this year, and one of their friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, was also a missionary kid in Nigeria and she brought over, uh, she spent just six months here and they became besties. In fact, she's coming into town in a couple of days and is going to spend some, spend a week with us. But she brought, she really influenced them, brought over Nigerian tea and they fell in love with hot tea. And now they're drinking hot tea all the time. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) It's funny how that works. Okay, mm-hmm. dogs or cats? Dogs. Me too. What kind? German, German shepherds or um, huskies. Ooh, pretty dogs. Pretty dogs. <laughs> okay, mountains or beaches? Mountains all the time. I burn really oh. badly, so I like the mountains. Me too. Like- and I'm not anywhere near the beach, and I still like the mountains. <laughs> So, okay, movies or TV? Uh, it depends on. Uh, if it's, if it's yeah. like, my four favorite movies are To Kill a Mockingbird um, with Gregory Peck and Charade uh-huh. with Cary Grant and Audrey, Audrey Hepburn. Um, oh, I love that Madam one. X. Yeah, Madam X with Lana Turner and John Forsyth. Uh-huh. All About Eve with Betty Davis. You're getting the idea. It's the old stuff I like. I'm getting Um, the idea. (laughs) TV. I like all of the NCIS, and I like Andy Griffin reruns and (laughs) uh, things like that. (laughs) I get you. Okay, so when you do go to when you do do movies, do you prefer theaters or DVDs? I'm thinking DVDs since you like the old stuff. DVDs, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. What book are you reading right now, or which one are you planning to start reading next? 
goodness, I got um, a couple of really fun books. Wait, uh, well, wait, I lost you. Maybe. I lost you one uh, more time. Say that again. I got, I got some fun um, counseling books uh, for Christmas. Um, oh, good. And um, yes, and I got one that I had not read by Timothy Keller, "The Songs of Jesus," that I'm looking forward to getting into. Um, and there are several little counseling booklets. A lot of my reading is counseling and Bible study related and um, that type of thing. Uh-huh. And so you you really focus on the nonfiction. Is that what I'm getting? Yes. Now, I love a good mystery, a really good mystery. Uh, the really, like the, um, the British mysteries, I like a lot. Uh, I like I like a good mystery. That's why Charade is one of my favorite movies because you don't know till the credits are rolling who everybody really what is. Yeah, you so, know, and, yeah, and Charade yeah. is epic. It, it it is an yeah. epic movie. It's one of my favorites <laughs> right. as well. But then I I do kind of kind of hang around the mystery and the suspense stuff. That's my thing mm-hmm. anyway. So mm-hmm. okay. Well, gosh, we're there. I am so glad you could join me today, Shirley. Well, thank you. I've enjoyed it so much. And Linda, I hope to get to meet you and get to know you at some point. Not too also. Too also. That's why. I'm still here. I'm still here. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I've been listening and enjoying the interview. Good. Well, and I especially thank you, Linda, for for holding my hand through this first show. I mean, re- listeners, what you don't know is that, bless her heart, she got on online with me three different times today <laughs> to try and help me through this. And she's just she's just been a rock. So I so appreciate you, Linda. Hey, and it worked because the show was great. <laughs> well, next yeah. month. Next month, my guest is going to be Marie Wells Katu. Um, she is the author of the Mended Vessels series, and she'll be talking about publishing with me, just like Shirley did, and her take on it. Um, she's also going to be talking to me about her newest book. I cannot wait to share that one. And those of you that are fans of the Mended Vessel series uh, will love that. She writes contemporary stories about biblical people. And so I'm not going to tell you too much about it, but the ones that she's already written, she's she's um written thirsting for more about the samaritan woman and she also has written for such a moment and it was about esther um so she her next one is totally different and i'm not going to tell you any more about it but you're going to love it um but i we're almost at the end so i hope you'll come back please drop me a line with your questions at down publishing lane at gmail.com and remember lane is l-a-i-n-e um, or you can leave it on the contact page at right and, t- and i guess that's it this has been down publishing lane and i am margie lane klubine i am the executive director of right integrity press so if you have any questions contact me at right integrity press or right integrity.com <laughs>